0: If it's okay with you, I'm going to steal exactly what you just said. Um, hey, Liz, could you go ahead and put up my uh, slide? Um, I'll only keep you guys for another hour, I think. <laughs> What's funny? Um, I've got something going on inside of me, and I don't, know, I don't know if it makes me strange or I'm kind of a weirdo, but I, when I get around people that are, are living these fake lives or they have fake... Um, personality behaviors. I have a super low tolerance for that. Have you ever been around somebody that you feel like when they are communicating to you, they're like, are you reading off of a Hallmark card? Because people don't say stuff like that. Um, One of my biggest pet peeves is when you get a friend or a conversation that gets struck up, and then all of a sudden someone starts telling you about how they just found this amazing company. And this awesome ability for you to get in on the ground level of this great company. And if you get more people to come in and join this company along with you, ha, the sky's the limit. And You can like feel like when the sales pitch starts, it's just like, oh, come on. Um, if you have an amazing company like that and you want to give me a sales pitch, go away. I love you. I don't love your sales pitch. I don't love your fake uh, personality types. I don't love the masks that we wear. And in the church, we have a really hard time to not putting, putting on those masks. So today, the thing that I want to say is don't feel like you have to be fake in this room. I don't know what your home life's like. I don't know what your job's like. I don't know if you have to go to work and you have to just fake it till you make it kind of thing at work. I wanna invite you today, you don't have to feel like you have to be fake, at least around me. I'm not interested in the fake version of you. I'm interested in the real version of you. For good or bad, hey Liz, could you pop up uh, my next slide? Um, Or actually, my next slide. Um, I'm a Dr. Pepper fan. So when I go to a restaurant, and um, I get met with the response, oh, we don't have Dr. Pepper, is Mr. Pibb okay? No. No, no, it's not. In no universe is Mr. Pibb an acceptable substitute for Dr. Pepper. Dr. Mister. Dr. Pepper went to college. What'd you do, mister? Tastes bad. Or what's worse yet was when someone says, is cherry Coke okay? Why why would you think that cherry Coke is a substitute for Dr. Pepper? So, like, I know enough, and I've had enough of an encounter with the things that we believe. I know that I'm making a joke about that, but I actually believe the stuff that we talk about. I've I've had an encounter with the real stuff in the Bible. And because you have an encounter with the real stuff, the fake version of it no longer has any appeal. Like when you bump into people that like feel like they're having to fake their Christianity, all it means is like, well, you've never been around the real stuff. And you can feel it when someone's faking their life. It's just like you don't know what it's like to to live it for real. Now I'm not saying that just because I have this aversion to, to fake lifestyles or fake behaviors that I believe that what I've gotten in front of me is real all the time. I'm not saying that I never have any doubts or I never struggle with unbelief about Christianity because anybody that says that they've never doubted their faith has either not walked on that road long enough or not engaged it deep enough to understand what they're talking about or they're lying to you. Because anybody that's walked on it long enough or have been around it For long enough has gotten hits in their faith. So sometimes I can feel like I'm sitting on this desert island that like I need some fresh water and what I've got in front of me is not fresh water. I might not have the real in front of me right now, but I know enough of what real water tastes like that I am not tempted to go drink salt water. Right Because all that 's going to do is put me in a grave earlier than me going without real water, so like you 're sitting in a chair right now, and who knows what you 're processing through, who knows what you 're dealing with? You are dealing with stuff that 's real, all of us are, are, are dealing with with real stuff. We are tempted to put up a wall to keep people out i 'm either going to put up a mask that 's real kind of rude and and hateful to keep people at arm's distance so I never have to be vulnerable. And I'll say that that's my real self. Well, You know what? People just can't handle the real me. No, that's not the real you. That's a mask that you're wearing to keep people at arm's distance. Well, I just tell it like it is. Like, No, you're being a jerk. There's a difference between telling it like it is and being a jerk. One's there to bring honesty. One's there just to push people away. If you're just... Being honest, come around me. If you're wanting to keep people away, you need to get help. Or we have these masks that are behind us. Instead of a mask that protects us in front, I have this fake version of myself that I keep in a box back here. And I define my identity, who I am, based on the worst mistake that I've ever made or based on your Internet browser history or based on what's happened to you in the past. But I keep that person locked away. And I think, well, I can't ever, ever let anybody know the real me. Because if they ever find out the real me, they'll never want to be friends with me again. But that's not the real you either. So the real you is not this mask that you wear to keep people away. The real you is not this uh, lifestyle of poor choices. The re- I've been an- around enough real people to know that when we ever find the real us, it is more impressive than we could ever imagine. But how in the world do I know the real me? You know, some of us have kept the, our real selves locked away for so long that we wouldn't even recognize it if it ran into us. So what do we do? Like We're kind of we're trapped there. If I don't know the real me, how in the world do I ever discover the real me? Well, imagine that you're... Um, you know, some like abused dog. Everybody's seen like uh, the Sarah Michelle, or not Sarah Michelle Gellar. What's, what's her name? Sarah McLaughlin, Sarah That's it. You know, we've got arms of an angel like little puppy dog. When an when animal experiences an abusive lifestyle, they retreat. I'm sorry too. <laughs> they retreat and imagine that, that the real you is locked inside this kennel. Well, in order to get an animal out without it biting your hand off, what do you do? You create a healthy environment around it. And if you create and put that animal in a healthy enough environment for long enough, all of a sudden, it'll start testing the waters. Now, it might only test it out for a little bit and then go back in. But eventually, if that, if that person, if the real you is around a healthy enough environment for long enough, all of a sudden, we find you. All right, so Liz, you might have to to jump ahead uh, quite a bit. How in the world do we create a healthy environment around ourselves? To coax the real us out? Well, number one, please, y'all need to deal with your past trauma. It's not fun, it's not exciting, it doesn't look good on the refrigerator. But all of us have had an experience where we've been emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually damaged. And the more we hide that, all we do is hide ourselves around the real us. The real us is back here starving, not able to have an interaction with anybody. We're dying on the inside and we don't even know it because we never even talk to the real us. So you need to get with somebody. We've got an amazing ministry here at the church called Freedom Prayer. And it's an amazing tool. It's not the only tool ever. It's not the, the silver bullet that's going to kill all of your demons. There's nothing magical about it. But through Freedom Prayer, it's like, hey, you know what? We're out of whack. And sometimes you need somebody to sit down with you and pop that stuff back into place. And it's like, ah, oh, I can walk around a little bit better. It's a tool. But you know what, you also need to have somebody that you're sitting down with, that you're intentionally processing through the thoughts that are rattling around in your head. When my hair gets a little bit too long, I go get it cut. When my blood pressure gets too high, I go to the doctor. We need to remove the stigma that comes with talking to somebody about the thoughts that are going through your head. When we suggest, hey, you need to get into therapy. Oh God, is it that bad? Yes, yes. It's all that bad. All of us need to have somebody that we're talking to. Whether or not it's actual, like we're going through insurance and we're paying somebody money to listen to our stuff. Or it's somebody that we're sitting over coffee with. You need to have moments in time and people in your life that you are intentionally talking about the thoughts that are rattling around in your head. And there's nothing wrong with it. I go to therapy. I've got a degree in it and I go to therapy. Trust me. There's nothing wrong with talking to somebody about the thoughts that are going on in your head. Step two is you need to actively engage with healthy people. Not passively engage, not just help. You need to actively engage. It requires effort on your part. If I want to lose five pounds, I've got to actively engage with the treadmill. I don't like it. You don't like it. Nobody likes it. I get it. I am an introvert. I'm a pastor of a church, and I am an introvert. I get it. But if you never actively engage with healthy people in your life, you'll die. I've watched it happen. Good, you know, blood-bought saints of the most high. Just get in a church, and they don't actively engage with the, with the people, and they just drift away and drift away and drift away till something happens, and then they're gone. So please, like if is the same way that you, you view a treadmill of like, I hate you, you hate me, it's okay, let's go. You know, if you have to do that with a small group, please do that with a small group. So you, like, we, we've got amazing small groups here in the church, but they could be like your, your gym buddies. They could be a running group. And Pastor Paul is wanting to start a, a, a crew that's running around again. Start somewhere where you can sit in the same room with people, that aren't going to judge you. And this is not the people that are trying to get you hammered at the bar every weekend. Because they're the only ones that understand the real me. No, they don't. They don't understand the real you. You need to get around a group of people that are actively engaged in bringing out the best qualities of you. Not a gossip session that keeps like, like, yeah, you know what, your boss is the Antichrist. You want to go kill him? You don't need to be around people on that. You don't need to be around people that are actively uh, um, Helping the negative parts of your personality type. If you're around a bunch of crazy people, stop hanging out with them. If you're around a whole bunch of hell, unhealthy drama, stop hanging out with it. If every time you open up your internet browser, you have like the town's gossip, stop. All that's doing is creating poison that you're pouring over your brain. Also, the person to stay away from is those thoughts in your head that keep on telling you all the flaws that you have, stop hanging out with that person too. So we need to be able to deal with the thoughts that are rattling around in our head. We need to deal with our past trauma. And we need to get around people that are actively pulling out the healthy side of us. And you'll be amazed. All of a sudden, the real you shows up. And sometimes, the first time it happens, it's like, what did I just say? I need to write. That was good advice. Like, Because that's the real you coming out. Because the real you is somebody that God has taken, and he has poured his Holy Spirit inside and has transformed you so that you are this living, active, uh, health-giving being that has the ability to take the problems of the world and solve them. When we engage in situations, we bring life, we bring healing, we bring health. But that can only happen when the real you shows up. So just imagine... Mr. Pib or Dr. Pepper, please pick to bring me the Dr. Pepper. Don't bring me the fake you. Don't bring me the knockoff version of you. I promise you, you might think you're the weirdest person on the face of the planet, and you might be right. But I can't speak for people out in the world, but at least for me, you can be real with me. You're not going to scare me off. The language that you use is not going to scare me off. The stuff in your past is not going to scare me off. The thoughts that are rattling around in your head is not going to scare me off. You can feel free, at least around me, at least in this room, just to let those masks fall for a little bit. If you need to put them back on at the door, more power to you. But at least in this room, around this crew, you can feel free to be the real you.